Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm the guy with the worst British accent, and no, I will not be proving it. Um, and today we're going to be talking about plant stuff with our special guest. Hi, I'm Abby. Hey, so what is your experience with plants? My experience would be ever since I moved to Maine, me and my mom have this garden in front of our house where we have green beans, squash, edamame, bush beans, cilantro, like we have strawberries, we have a plum tree, apple tree, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries, and a couple other things. All right. That is a lot. Is yeah. it is it hard to take care of at times? It's definitely a lot of work and prepping it every year after winter and like pulling out all the weeds is a lot of work. That I definitely can see that. When I was uh, in my old house, we really wanted to have a garden in a specific plot of land that was obviously meant for that. We have a previous tenant. And we never got around to it because we would weed it, but then by the time it was weeded, it would be winter. And then the weeds would grow back in the spring because we wouldn't have the energy to uh, weed it again. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. It was a vicious cycle. But we're going to get started here talking about root systems. Now, in my last episode, I explained that mushrooms have a relationship with roots. But also, as you probably know, uh, roots are very important to plant life, and it's really good to preserve them uh, when transporting them, right? Yes. That's how they get a lot of their energy and, like, their food. Right. I believe they also, like, suck water through them. Yeah. Via, I don't don't know if it's actually such, I think it's just absorption through soil. Yeah, I think they just absorb the moist soil and they take all the water in from that. Right. Now, plants have some very interesting relationships with other organisms. Basically being the fact that most of us would not be here without plants in any capacity. Yeah, we definitely need plants. Definitely. They they do a lot. Like, I don't know if you've heard about this, but did you know that, I don't remember the exact size, but a certain size patch of moss can take more CO2 out of the air than like multiple trees. I didn't know that, but I definitely knew, like, moss helped with the CO2. Oh, yeah. It's a very good... The one problem is that ticks love to nest in moss. So if you plant a bunch of moss around your yard, you're basically just asking for ticks. Yeah, it's got its pros and cons. Definitely. But then again, it's the same thing with trees. Like, you'll get a bunch of unwanted guests. You'll get sticks and leaves all over your yard. Yeah. I honestly... I never got... The whole leaf raking thing. Like, I understand you want your yard to look nice, but during a time like fall when it's happening, the world, the only thing that looks good are the leaves, in my opinion. It's the only thing stopping it from being like winter drabby. And the leaves are gonna decompose in like, I don't know, a couple weeks, or at least after winter's over when like the water, sorry, melts away. The only reason my family would do it and like take them off of the garden is because sometimes you get like tree seeds and we don't want those starting to grow in the garden. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. 
But other than something like that, I honestly don't see why someone would take the time and effort to rake leaves into a plastic bag when they're gonna decompose and make more fertile soil anyway, but I, I'm just obvious, they're just obviously on another wavelength than me, obviously. Honestly, I'm on your side too, because we don't even put them in a plastic bag at my house. We just dump them in an area in our backyard. Right, so they're so already, like, so if anything, it's just gonna like decompose faster because they're not all piled up on top of each other. Yeah, the piles have grown quite a bit. We throw everything in that corner. Oh, oh man, I bet. Hey, I mean, at least they fall throughout the year and then fall just kind of destroys everyone's yards, apparently, according to people who rake. Now, photosynthesis apparently um, didn't originally work how we thought it did. Yeah, I heard, I saw an article about it. I didn't get to read it, but I definitely saw that. Yeah, which is super interesting because if you look back to like middle school science class, that was one of like the three things they told you and you like remember for the rest of your life other than like the mitochondria being the powerhouse of the cell and... Yeah, and that turns out that's a lie. It's like, dang. Yeah, it's like, well, what are you guys teaching us? And what other things are going to be wrong in the future? Which is really interesting to think about. Like, what things about the living organisms today have we uh, misunderstood? Yeah, a lot of the stuff we know, it's just we're, we do as much research as we can. And then we come to a conclusion from that. Right. It's not always right. Exactly. And, like, I know this is weird tied tie to dinosaurs. But... Like, if we look at what people originally thought dinosaurs looked like, and we look at, like, uh, dinosaurs, what people think of them are today, it is vastly different because of misconstrued ideas from, like, the past. So maybe we're going on with things like photosynthesis, how we used to think this way, but after further consideration, we think a different way about it. Yeah, there, I've seen something or it's like from the 1900s, what people thought the future would be like, and it was just completely off. Yeah, there only, there's only a few things that people, that people got right. Some, unfortunately, like there was a comic back then that predicted school from home. Dang. I mean, if we won't be 100% honest, it wasn't that bad for me, but it might be because I don't mind not seeing people all the time, but everybody has, but everybody has their opinion, and that's what makes it great. Now, this is one of my favorite genres of plants. I don't know if that's a word you can use in that situation, this genre of plants, but we're going with it, is carnivorous plants. Ooh, those are, they're definitely interesting. Very, because the thought, when you think of plant, you think of using soil and sunlight for energy instead of eating things. But then again, you have things like the Venus flytrap, the pitcher plant, the, I don't think, it's not honeydew. Or maybe it is. It's some weird plant that has the word dew in its name. And it has like a stalk. And then at the end of the stalk has almost like a shower head look. And then off that shower head-esque thing are these like thin lines with, uh, with sticky dew at the end. That they use to trap insects and then like curls around them. That's definitely an interesting plant. Definitely. And if you look 
it makes you wonder how those things even like evolved in the first place. Like, yeah, what'd they start as? And like, why did they evolve that way? Right. My best guess is that the plants, like their cousins from like thousands of years ago, the, their ancestors lived in soil that was unfit for um, like getting nutrients and water from, but they weren't in an environment that would lead them to become more desert-like, like cacti. Mm-hmm. And so that would lead them to seek other forms of nutrition. Maybe there wasn't enough sun too, so they just needed whatever they could get. Maybe. That is definitely an interesting thing that I'll have to look up later. But that leads us into our next category, which is desert plants. Now, funny story. I used to have a cactus. Uh, keyword there is used to. What happened? I somehow killed it. Dang, aren't those things really hard to kill? That's the problem. And then I went and got a desert lizard, and she's fine. So, don't gotta worry about that. The thing is, is that if you look at something like a desert plant and you compare it to like a tropical plant, they're vastly different, which makes sense because they are adapted to different lifestyles. Yeah, their environments are different. Exactly. But it's still so cool to see like exactly what's different. Like if you look at a cactus, how some are more like bulbous or some are like really tall, but they're almost like trees in a way, but they don't have any leaves. But then you look at something like jungle plants, like huge trees, dense ferns, hanging vines, and you just see like the entire polar opposite. And you just notice that like plants and insects are like two of the widest ranges of um, species because you could have them in like all different shapes and sizes. Yeah, it's really quite amazing, especially with plants. You can say plants, and it's like, there's so many different types. Right. Like, you nobody's going to know exactly what one you're talking about. And I really doubt they'd be able to guess unless, I don't know, you had just something on you that indicated that. Again, we're in this transition by me, obviously. Uh, going into tropical plants. And tropical plants are weird because a lot of them either want to kill you or want to assist in others killing you by giving them places to hide. Which I think is a little rude, but hey. Tropical plants are definitely pretty dangerous. Yeah, but they also look really nice. They do, especially with all the canopies and all that. It looks so cool from above. Oh, definitely. And there is one particular flower, which I'm 99% sure is the largest flower in the world. I believe it's called the corpse flower. Wow, nice name. Nice. It is. It's a very nice name, obviously. And as I learned, basically it has these big red petals. And I want you to take a guess as to why they call it the corpse flower. I don't know. Does it like trap and kill animals or something? Thankfully, no. (laughs) No. No, it just smells like a rotting corpse. Oh. Which is 
slightly better, I guess. Probably protects itself from animals because they're going to be like, that smells horrible. Unless they're a scavenger. Yeah. That's like the one thing. Yeah. But then again, scavengers don't usually eat plants, so it's fine. They're probably going to show up and be like, what is this? Right. You should imagine like a hyena, even though it's not like in the jungle. Just like finding it and be like, what the hell is this salad doing? See... We are terrible at naming certain cool things, because corpse flower, it kind of sounds cool, but when you look at the flower, it looks really cool. It doesn't deserve the name corpse flower. But then we also have like narwhals, and their nickname is corpse whale, because um, because of their bodies are like bloat, like they look like a bloated corpse apparently if they're like just floating through the water and they're like their color. Dang, that whole name, the corpse, is just making fun of them. <laughs> I know. It's just poking fun at these cool things. Now, we also have toxic plants, poisonous plants. And I got obviously some of like the big ones are poison ivy, poison oak, poison. There was another one with like an S. But I find it really interesting that some people can be immune to poison ivy. I'm like, how is that possible? Because me and my mom, we we touch it and it just starts spreading everywhere. Right. It's it's weird. I don't understand. I don't 100 understand what genes you have to have to be immune to poison ivy. My best guess is that it just means your ancestors were around it a whole lot. And so they had to develop that immunity to stop uh, stop the poison ivy. Yeah, and I doubt any scientist or anyone would want to do that research and experiment. Right, because it's poison ivy. Um, but we have many poisonous plants, which is which makes sense because you know they don't want to be eaten, despite being the main food source for the entire planet like without them everything else dies of starvation but they also could die of like oxygen and carbon dioxide levels because without plants and phytoplankton you just wouldn't have oxygen and then we'd have like super high rising carbon dioxide levels yeah, that's why deforestation is such an issue because you cut down all these trees and suddenly our CO2 levels just freaking shoot into the sky. Right, but they obviously need to build all of those houses. How dare you question the masterminds of average rich guy? Yeah, and they're only doing it for our own good. Exactly. How? Why would we want to question them and their magnificent decisions? That was a joke, by the way, for legal reasons. Uh... Yeah, please, please don't kill me. Um, so, that's going to have to do it for today. Thanks, guys, for listening, letting us rant about plants and plant things. This has been the guy with the worst British accent, and again, I'm not proving that to you, with our special guest, Abby. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm.